What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to episode 31. As always, I am James Fairchild. And my name is Joseph King. And James, this is a very intimate, you know, kind of fireside chat, if you will. This is it. This is all you get for this podcast. It's just me and you, bud. Mono y mono. That's it. I like it. I kind of dig it. Yeah. I mean, four of us, I like it too. But when it's just two, get a little bit more intimate, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, those listening, this is going to be a little bit different. It's just me and James tonight. Not that this was planned any different way. James, or excuse me, Jared and Aaron both have. Uh, personal obligations couldn't be here this evening so it's not like we weren't trying to not include them but we wanted to get the podcast out for this week and so we wish them the best and so we're going to try to bring the best listening pleasure for you how you been james busy busy crazy hectic last week transition into basketball season so so how does that how, explain to me how that works for someone who is a uh, you do PE, you do football. You're like pretty much, I guess I would assume like the assistant head coach at the school you work at. And so football season is winding down. You've been kind of transitioning and helping out the high school, your sister high school team and doing things there. But now you're getting ready for basketball season. Right. Our middle school uh, sub varsity football season ended a couple of weeks ago and we have we had about a week in between the, the end of football season and the start of basketball season so we had to really ramp it up and do uh tryouts for the kids and make cuts and all that and this year's different because we're going to carry more players on each team due to covid-19 and all that yeah. nonsense so right now i've got 12 on my team which typically we usually carry 9 or 10 and Aaron's got about the same. So so you've been very busy with all of that. Yeah, we had our first game this past week. We did pretty well. Um, my team came up short. Aaron's team blew out the school we were playing by like 30 points. It was 59 Does that just mean Aaron's a, Aaron's a better coach than you? Is that what well, that means? He's got the gold team. Oh. <laughs> so it's not that Aaron's a better coach. He has the better players. Well, he's a great coach. You know, he, he's got he, he just has the children that have ate their Wheaties. Oh yeah, and he's got breakfast. a ton of experience in in the kids that he's that he has this year. We have a great group of kids that I think they're going to go far. They got they've got all the potential in the world to win it all. Hopefully by the end of the season, if we can get through the whole season. I mean, we got whole, through a whole football season, which is miraculous. I did not think that would happen, but yeah. finally, it's it's kind of crazy to me because I saw you yesterday. Uh, you were working a high school football game, uh, the sister high high school football. Uh, team that you know will kind of keep that off the air or whatever but uh, you worked that game and I was working that same game because as listeners know you, uh, James is a teacher and a coach and I'm a paramedic I had to work the football game uh, at Dick Bivens this uh, past Friday um, COVID is a thing and what are you what are your thoughts about like fans in the stands how do you how do you feel about that because I want, I want to give you, I want to hear your two cents as someone from the academic perspective, and then I want to give my two cents as someone who's a healthcare provider. I think it's important that there were parameters put in place to keep everybody safe, and, and I feel like overall the school district did a pretty good job of that. There, there weren't as many 
spectators allowed at each game. They cut it down significantly and primarily to keep everybody safe and to hopefully stop the spread as much as possible, which there's no stopping it. No, we all, we all know I, that. I agree with that. But I feel like there has to be fans in the stands. And a lot of the Power Five you know, college programs that don't have their fans in the stands, it's just it's like a mausoleum. It's a ghost town. It's weird. And I, I'm not a big proponent to endorse the fact that fans should stay home. I think they should come to the games, but do it in a safe manner and keep everybody following the same protocols. And, and per, per AISD, which Dick Bivens is an AISD location, stadium, if you will, uh, they're suppo- all the fans are supposed to wear masks inside. Now, here's my problem as a paramedic when I was there. Um, I, I watched majority of the fans, especially like I'm assuming was parents, the older, the older crowd right. were all wearing masks while they were at the stadium. Um, at one point I had to go use the restroom and I went to the top of the, uh, the, the concourse up there to use the, the restroom at Dick Bivens. And, uh, there was a gathering because it was cold. This was Thursday. This was not at the game you were at. Uh, there was another high school football game on Thursday night and I went there and, uh, there was a gathering of, I want to say, did I even, did I talk to you about this off podcast at all? No, mm-hmm. remind me and I'll, I'll talk kind of, cause there was some humorous exchange that I'm not going to say <laughs> on the podcast that would oh, happen yeah. in the bathroom, but, uh, smoking in the boys room. Now I, w- I went in there and, uh, not a surprise there. There was about, 10 to I would say 10 probably 10 in the in the men's restroom uh high all obviously high school students for the team the home team and none of them were wearing masks they didn't have masks I saw and and last night when I was at the the game on Friday night uh none of them there was a lot of high school students in the stands that were not wearing masks I imagine most of them took them off because they are required to wear them I'm sure they entered. At all I'm times, sure they yeah. entered. And when they enter, they and definitely they, have they to passed. Have them. They passed probably administration at some point. Oh yeah, someone in administration to get in the gates. They probably saw. I, I'm assuming principals and teachers yeah. were probably present. Classic and, teenager move. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the thing that sucks, right? Because think about when we were in high school. If this was this thing was going on, I. It is it is hard. We we want people to do the right thing. We want people to wear masks. As a healthcare provider, I'm here to tell you right now, uh, COVID nineteen is insanely um, just out of control in the Amarillo area. It's get, it's getting out of hand. We we're setting up right now. As you're listening to this, over the last uh, couple of days, there have been tents that have been placed. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, outside of uh, the hospitals. Uh, for COVID patients, and it's get, it's getting it's getting incredibly serious, if you will. Um, but at the same time, I myself speaking, and everybody listening has been a teenager at some point. Oh yeah. And what do teenagers like to do? They like to break the rules. Yep. They, they have like that feel- rebel mentality. The and unfortunately, this is this is a pandemic, but teenagers will be teenagers. And it's almost at the point where I feel like how knowing how I was as a kid, there's really nothing you can do about that. No, you you can just... This is a rebel move, you know what I mean? Yeah, you've got to be vigilant as... Parents. As parents, as faculty, staff, 
you know, the powers that be, they've got to enforce the protocol and the, the guidelines that are, that are in place for everybody. But as far as, you know, forcing everybody to do it, we can only do so much. And it gets to the point where, okay, you're not wearing your mask. Like at school, they get sent home. They get practically kicked out of school. They've got to complete their work at home. If a student re- is a repeat, you know, offender of not wearing their mask the way that they should, or, or we're, they're being told over and over, hey, pull your mask up, put your mask on. They're not allowed at all to have their mask off unless they're eating lunch and they're sitting down. But immediately after they eat, they've got to put it back on. So, And which I didn't know this until recently. I didn't realize a lot of bars are open in Amarillo right now. Did you know this? I haven't heard that they're opening back up to are they full capacity so or a certain percentage i had heard that there's a it's from what i'm understanding it is a percentage but i don't think places are abiding by that rule and i ran a call recently at a bar um i'll just say it's off of sixth street there's a lot of bars off of sixth street yeah um i ran a call over there uh yesterday uh they were open there was probably and for this bar there's probably like 30 to 40 patrons inside. And for this bar, that's probably typical at uh, on a Friday afternoon without, you know, after, before end of work hours are happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were in there and, and the rules are if you get up to play pool, if you get up to do anything, you got to mm-hmm. put your mask on. But there was, everybody was sitting down without a mask on. And, and at that point, this is not a big bar. It defeats the purpose. In my opinion, you know what I mean? Like who, who, who cares at that point? Because you're all gathered, you're all wearing a mask or you're not wearing a mask. Uh, you're all kind of just kind of ambling about and I get people want to have their freedoms. I want to go to a bar too. I love, I love bars, but this, I don't know, man. I feel like we're kind of one step forward, two steps back at this point. I feel like a lot of bars, they're following the rules. Are trying to, and I, I understand. I think they're. I think they're trying to to, to force. Or they're they're placing. They're trying to fall in part of what the state of Texas is doing, but they're not enforcing it. They're they're because, probably not enforcing it the way they should. That money, hundred percent of the money. time. Yeah, I, and I understand these places. These establishments need to reopen because livelihoods are at stake. For sure, and. At some point, we've got to get back to some normalcy. And I, I do agree with doing it in stages. And for the bar situation, you know, having a bar open at 20%, 40%, and just, you know, incremental, incrementally, you know, getting more and more uh, back to where we used to be. But it's got to be in stages. It's got to be in steps. And if bars are choosing not to do it that way it's a disservice to the public and they're eventually just gonna make the issue even even larger within our community yeah. because like you said tents are already being put up at the hospitals and and so it's it's hard for me to sit there and get behind like i i totally get where you're coming from when you say you want people to get back to some form of normalcy but to do that we need to do the right thing and in my opinion my personal opinion uh, we should have had some sort of complete shutdown for at least a month, like complete shutdown. Like you can't get groceries. Yeah. You can't do these things. 
uh, like Mills on Wheels for and like people listening, like, well, what about the elderly and these things? Okay, Mills on Wheels, things like that. That they have, they already have things set up to get some of the people that are disabled and can't get groceries. Like, you you announce a date and and you say for like the normal people like you and me, you tell them this is this is the cutoff point, and after this till then you won't be able to get anything. So get what you need. And I, I think it sucks. I hate to be that way, but I think it has to come to that point uh, to kind of cull the herd, as it were. Yeah. Um, but the majority speaking, mm. I, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I, I feel for these people that have these businesses and yeah, we got to keep the lights on. Um, a friend of ours, you know, he, he's opened a, a bar um, here over the last 18 months. Um, he was uh the bartender he provided the alcohol to our wedding and um you know he's opened a bar and he basically hasn't had to have let it be open during all of covid and so i'm sure he's going through some sort of financial struggle i haven't talked to him so i i I understand that aspect of it but as a healthcare provider people are not doing what they're what they should be doing and that's why we're in the situation that we are in so if you want to get mad at me saying the things that I'm saying, be mad at yourself for not following what you should have been doing eight months ago. Yeah, I agree. Everyone needs to do whatever they can without any excuse to keep themselves safe, to keep others safe around them. And although we think in an ideal situation, everything should shut down to, to a certain point, I think that's that's believable, you know, but logically speaking and, and thinking, there's no way we could all totally shut down. No, and I, I just wish that we would have, had, when we had that opportunity to, when it was like that back in May or April, whenever that was. March, were, I think I th- 13th is whenever we... Step towards we should have been go. more diligent then, and that that's where we really kind of screwed up. And now we're, I'm kind of with you at the point where we're already past the point of no return, yeah. honestly. And it's just kind of, uh, you know, every man for himself, kind of take care of yourself and your family, uh, do what's best. All I'm going to say is just just wear your mask when you're out in public, just try to wear the mask, yeah, when, when you're out in public. Do, um, it, do what you need to do to keep yourself safe and this, others safe. This year sucks, it's terrible. Um, but it, I mean, it could be worse. There are things that have happened in American history, you know, like the Holocaust, for instance. That was a pretty bad time for people. Uh, speaking of that, James, we're going to kick it over to Flavor of the Week. Who who started the Holocaust? Well, Nazi Germany, like history tells us. <laughs> but there's something interesting that just happened. Adolf Hitler was a guy that that you may have heard of that, that started this horrible thing trend of things um but what happened recently james okay so no (laughs) not the nazi germany leader adolf hitler who died warm in his bed in argentina in the 1970s maybe (laughs) i think he blew his head off in 41 but a guy named adolf hitler from namibia won an election he's a politician and he sweeps to victory now this is crazy because so this is a person in power in modern times has this name named adolf hitler yes and he's from he's running for 
political stature in Namibia. He is now the district administrator and in the Namibian district of Umquabdie. So what's crazy, even more crazy about this, is Adolf Hitler is a Nazi. The the real main Adolf Hitler, I guess. I guess this guy's real too, but uh, you know he's a Nazi and. <laughs> this guy's name is Adolf Hitler, and he's African. <laughs> he had 84.88% of the vote. Can you believe that? You know what? He's probably like the greatest. It's, uh, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of that people need to understand that names are just names. Uh, this reminds me of when a certain Barack Hussein Obama was elected to presidency in the United States, and a lot of Southern conservative voters, well, his name is Hussein, so he must be a terrorizer. That's, that's kind of what this reminds me of. I mean, he didn't name himself. No, exactly. Like, it's not his fault. But what were his parents <laughs> thinking? His father named him after this evil man. And probably didn't realize and understand what Adolf Hitler actually stood for. That's because Adolf. Maybe he just thought, okay, Adolf is legitimately a German name, and I know mm. that a lot of people in Africa, like this guy's probably in his what late fifties, probably so. somewhere on there. So I know a lot of people in Africa they learned English and German during world. A lot of Africans, and I'm saying Africans because that's that's the region they they learned english or german during world war ii and so i'm wondering if this dude because if you do the math if he's in his 50s he was probably born during world war ii so probably what happened was his parents were learning english or probably what happened where they were on the side that Germany controlled because that whole area during World War II was split. England uh, on our side with, uh, what, what was it called? Not So the axis was Germany, Italy, um, who else? I'm running a blank here. And then what was Japan. Our, our side called? It was the, uh, there was a name for it. Allies. The Allies. Yep. The Allies, England controlled half of Africa and Italy invaded with the help of germany parts of africa yeah nor so, northern and northeastern africa my grandfather fought in northern Africa. like if you if you if you're listening and you remember hearing stories of lawrence of arabia and things of all the things that happened in the middle east and africa during world war ii it was split so what probably happened for this gentleman was he was born and raised in a part of africa that was controlled by the axis and ended up with that name unfortunately i mean you you hear of people being named after famous people all the time from foreign countries and even like actors like michael b jordan yeah he was named after michael jordan right and he's kind of who, lived, he's who, lived up to that name i hope that this fellow does not live up to <laughs> yeah, his no. name god no I, I hope it's not like the situation where it was like man <laughs> we're just naming you after this person because of what you could become. No, I, I guarantee you it was probably because he was born during a time where the nation was split, or not even nation, the whole continent was split, and 
it's a name that's universally known. Ton, tons of uh, German leaders. Like that's the thing. That's the thing that sucks. Like right. Like you're seeing products of World War II come to light today. Because I guarantee you, that's what happened. This guy, his whole family was probably taken under siege from the from the Axis. I could see that. Yeah. And and forced into some type of camp, probably some type of labor camp. And his mother may have been with child at the time. And he was born and was given this name Adolf Hitler because Adolf is a traditional German name. So it's not like some uh, African male from Namibia would just come up with the name Adolf on their own. I guarantee you he probably was uh, set up with this name from birth and that that's what he had to run with. So Yeah, and he doesn't have any intentions to change his name. But Namibia, <laughs> from everything that I've read, you know, they, they, they're starting to kind of uh, turn around from where they were as, I guess, a third world country. They're trying to, uh, and granted, that whole area, that whole region uh, is very economically unstable. Yeah. Um, but Namibia's kind of came along from the last 30 years from where they were. And so, and this guy won, like, what, you, what did you say, like 90% of the vote? 84%. So that means this guy's probably a rad-ass politician and great for Namibia. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's just sucks. it's that's bizarre. Name. It's bizarre that that's his name. It's probably not bizarre to him. It's just his no, name. No, yeah, he was he was born with that, and I'm sure he knows that. Being a politician, he was like, yeah, and and I'm sure, and and everything I said, I don't have any factual proof, but I'm assuming being an African male raised in Namibia, he was probably born during that time. That that's why that's his name. It has to be right. It has to be. Yeah, Germany did rule. There's no in this area. If I was a betting man in Vegas, there is no way in hell I'm going to say that an African family decided to name their only son Adolf Hitler. I'm not. I mean, there's that German bet. churches, there's German colonists without that, knowing the, that are in Namibia, and it became a German colony in 1884. So, but there were some systematic killings of uh, Namibia. Citizens over ten thousand, half the population. That's insane. At one time, that's insane. And so it just shows that Germany colonized that place since the eighteen hundreds. So that that's kind of where that name right. Was. That's kind of where it originated, and it's just peculiar that knowing 20- knowing the he's a smart man. He's an intelligent. He's a politician. You know, most politicians they, they may be stupid by all means, but they have some. Sense of, like Donald like, Trump's not an idiot. Of common right? sense, he's yeah. not an idiot by any means. I don't like him, but he's not an idiot. But come on, man! If I was named that, there's no way I would keep. That uh, yeah, why would you run for politics with the name Adolf? It's like if my name was like Dick Hair, <laughs> Dushan Mandick, Dushan Mandick. There's no way I'm keeping that name. Even Jesus Christ, I don't think I can keep <laughs> that name today. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very controversial, and that's that's what goes with this type of. You know, <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's that's just crazy. And the reason we brought this up was, I mean, it's like 2020 knows no bounds. Somebody named Adolf Hitler won a political election in 2020. Uh, that That's the main <laughs> joke of that. We kind of went off the rails with that. But you know, what's a it's fucking bizarre, hilarious? dude. You know, what's a great joke. And what's funny. What's really funny. Mike Judge. Mm-hmm. Who, who is Mike Judge, James? 
Oh, man. Brilliant man. He is the creator of Beavis and Butthead, among other funny Probably television shows. Probably the best 90s comedy King of, of all King of the Hill, time. too, right? Movie. Office Space. Office Space. He's a, he's a huge hip-hop fan. If he is. Nobody knew that. And, you know, it's been announced. You know, We're, this was a few months ago, but it's starting to gain more traction. Beavis and Butthead is returning with two new seasons and spinoffs, and it's going to be aired at Comedy Central. This is technically the third, well, technically the second revival, but the third season, first season of this show. Yeah, and hopefully this is the best version of everything that's come out since the originals in the 90s. Did you watch the reboot? In the mid two thousand, uh, like two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, that they did, I really no, I never watched them. They they were really good. It was were very, they? it was very true to the original nineteen uh, nineties Beavis and Butthead. It, it was really funny. Um, so I I kind of assume Mike Judge is the type of person kind of up there with like Trey and Matt, uh, Matt Gronig from The Simpsons and Trey and Matt from South Park. Uh, he he's not gonna miss a beat, right? Like I I feel like the day and age we live in that's prime material to make a hilarious animated comedy show definitely especially with these two kids if they if they you know what would be great if they somehow put beavis and butthead who they were in the 90s these two boys these two teenage adolescent boys in some time machine yeah and brought them to the new millennium like that's that's what i'd want to see that would be super badass <laughs> you know it the you remember the film Beavis and Butthead do America that came out in 96 and I was I was probably like eight or nine and I did see it back then and I was just like wow that's what really turned me on to Beavis and Butthead the series and the show because I thought the the movie was hilarious and the characters from the movie like I, I wanted more of it and now as an adult I'm looking forward to them spinning off modern content, you know, that's going on, like, kind of like South Park does. Like, throw in some stuff that's fresh, new, and have the, the two boys, you know, experience and go through some adventures that we can all relate to, you know. Yeah. Maybe throw some more modern stuff in there. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent for anything that we were a fan of as children coming back to life as adults because everything today sucks. And so, yeah, that's kind of been the pattern in the past 25 years. Things have been regenerated, reincarnated, but there are certain things that hit that spot, right? Like every, every so, and then it's like, you know, we've always talked about on this podcast, like we don't want remakes. We don't, we want things left alone and left be how they are. Like, you know, we talked about Michael B. Jordan's uh, Scarface that's going to come out next yeah. year, but at the same time, if the original creator of something is wanting to bring that something back, I have no problem with that. Like Mike Judge saying, hey, right. I'm going to bring Beavis and Butthead back. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Would you be all for a King of the Hill reboot? So I saw something funny on Facebook, and it was a, uh, it was a live action. Would you, it was like, would you go for this? And it was Tom Hanks as, uh, what's his name? Hank Hill. Hank Hill. As Hank Hill, um, the dude from uh, I'd have to find that picture. But there, there was it was Jonah Hill. <laughs> no, 
That's Bobby Hill. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> but it was just it was just this group of cast members, and I I couldn't totally get on board with it. But you never know how something's going to turn out because I remember when The Dark Knight first came out, people were so pissed off that the Joker uh, was Heath Ledger. Yeah. They were like, the guy from 10 Things I Hate About You is going to be the Joker. This is going to be mm. bullshit. This movie is going to be terrible. And it's been the best performance of that character that's ever been portrayed on screen. Wasn't the re- most recent recreation of the Joker, the, the clown guy who, who played it? You know, what did it come out last year, the year before? Well, the Joker, I mean. What, what is that? It was, it was, have you not seen it? With I Rob, haven't seen it. I've Joaquin, heard it's really good. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. And so the thing, the problem with that movie is it fits the character. If you want to get like completely dark and in depth, it's a great character study. That's what that movie is to me. It's a character study. You just get to know the character in exactly. a more in-depth, personal way. Exactly. Yeah. I could not see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker fighting Batman. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? This just seems like a crazy person that took on that persona. And that's kind of why it got a lot of controversy was because people were like, you don't want some crazy motherfucker going into the studio, yeah, didn't the, it? the movie theater. It, it, it generated a lot it of shed controversy. A, it shed light on mental illness from Basically, what I yes. got from it. And, 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 and if you can watch that movie objectively from the outside looking in, it's a fantastic movie. That like dude you, deserves, you can walk away with he deserves some life lessons. all the Oscars and accolades he can get from that movie. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I could see how people were like, yeah, a mentally unstable person shouldn't probably be watching this. But at the same time, my defense to that is, well, the way our healthcare system is, why is a mental, mentally disturbed person on their own in a movie theater? Right. So, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I'm, I'm kind of for this. I, I'm excited to see more, more of Beavis and Butthead controlled by Mike Judge. That's a great thing. But, yeah, because he's the originator, and I don't like remakes of things or reboots of things without the original people involved. In I agree. I don't like. I mean, like, there's movies that are sentiment, sentimental to me that I don't want to see redone because I feel like that it would just ruin the taste and you know for that film. Or for, you know, music for that matter. I'm not a big fan of like music being. You you hear background tracks like in rap songs, there are 80s songs. I know what you're. Yeah, and there are great covers of music. There are bands that do a phenomenal job, but a lot of times, there's just there. It just doesn't do as much for me as the original, and it kind of separates itself from from just the the overall. You know appreciation for the music, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like the the problem with it, it, it's almost like people don't have ideas anymore. They don't have the the wherewithal to be original. They can't come up with uh, their own ideas to make make new movies, new music. So they have to either like musicians, uh, especially in hip hop today, they're putting beats to tracks of '80s songs. Right? I've heard that a lot. Yeah, and, and, and and then the fact of of movies today are rehashing ideas as something different, but it's the same concept. And then commercials—that's a whole other thing. Like commercials ruin so many good fucking songs. Yeah, commercials are pretty bad too. Remember when Super Bowl commercials used to be good? 
Yeah. I don't think there's been a good Super Bowl commercial in like 10 years. I think the best Super Bowl commercial is out right now, and it came out for Thanksgiving. It was the Bud Light cardboard guy. <laughs> That's a Super Bowl commercial to me. And if you haven't seen what I'm talking about, uh, Bud Light has released a uh, commercial uh, where basically if, you, if you're not a football fan, uh, the NFL – has put in a lot of stadiums because people can't be there. They've put in cardboard cutouts of fans um, and generated fake crowd noise to kind of help get keep the players hype. And I know that may sound stupid and, and uh, dumb, but that's what they're doing. And Bud Light released a commercial recently of a uh, cardboard cutout fan that wanted to get a beer. And, yeah. it, and he couldn't get one. And, it, and then he finds the – he goes through the town of New York. He's a Giants fan. And he goes all through Manhattan, and he makes his way to the apartment of where the guy, who is the actual likeness of the picture of the cardboard cutout – It's brilliant. Inv- invites him in to watch a football game and gives him a beer. Yeah, it, it's something that, you know, made, that's a, made you chuckle. That's a Super you could Bowl relate commercial. to. Definitely could relate to it. I guarantee you, you know what's going to happen this year, right? You're going to get like, I get, I'm going to call it right now. COVID it's, commercials. Yeah, it's going to be, like it's going to make no, light of. No, not even light. Not even light. I'm sure you will get those. Like a mask commercial. But it's got to be a mask. No, 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 no. You're going to get, you're going to get like a sentimental fuck. It. It's going to be like what? Like goddamn Bruce Springsteen. Come on up for the rising. <laughs> like that, that fucking song yeah. with like a bunch of healthcare workers and just it's going through them. And, and, like, they're just, like, really tired and overworked because we are, and it is. But I guarantee you, Super Bowl – what is this Super Bowl this year? Fuck. I don't fucking know. 54? My team's not in it, so I don't care. And my team damn sure ain't getting in it. This Super Bowl is going to be the worst of all time. And, and, and it's – but I guarantee you it's going to be like, come on up for the rising. And, and, and it, the camera pans off, and it's all these overworked healthcare providers, and they're just tired, and they're crying, and someone offers them a Budweiser. I guarantee you that is going to happen. That's going to happen. What about this song? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are new to this podcast, we're doing a new segment where uh, we react to really good music videos and songs uh, intermittently throughout the podcast that randomly interrupt us and right now james has picked green day when i come around this song came out what 93 94 94 i think 94 that's when dookie came out and it was on that record phenomenal song it's one of those songs that we listened to a lot when we were younger particularly for me in my middle school years oh yeah this this band uh i've told my wife she knows this this is on my bucket list to go see uh they're not they're kind of a if you're a hardcore fan of Green Day, they're definitely a shell of who they f- former were. Used to be. Uh, but at the same time, so are all of we. Yes, we are. If you really think about it. They're, they're a lot Everybody more pop punky. They're, they're originally, their roots are as deep in punk as you can, you can an, imagine. They're a punk OG. band. They're an one OG. of those first bands that really went mainstream, and they really turned a new chapter in their you know catalog and the influence that they have on everybody they appeal to younger kids now i mean they've just always evolved i always liked music videos like this back in the 90s because uh if you know anything about green day and watching when i come around uh the band just walks through the city at night 
which I'm assuming it looks like New York or Chicago or something like that, like a big city. And they're just kind of walking around. They're at an airport right now. But then they're on the city streets. And then the camera pans off to these random characters throughout the town. And it's just... The saw the video. This is what I loved about this was a '90s video. You know what I mean? Like the oh yeah. That we've all we've we talked about this before when we started the segment. A lot of '90s and '80s videos don't pertain to the song, but you know damn well if you ask Billy Joe Armstrong what this video meant, he he would break it down for you right down and, and be like, "This is why." This. It leaves the interpretation up to the listener. It's almost which like is a, art. It's, it's like reading a book, right? Exactly. Such a good song. I love the random like the scenes. guy, the guy in the old, the old man in the wheelchair with his oxygen. He and just he's looking out. He's the just window. going out the window. He's got no life to live. God, they look so young. He's here. reminiscing, you know, looking at the ballerinas. It, it, he's just like, man. He's probably thinking about, man. I I used to bang some hot pieces of ass back in my day. Oh yeah, such a good song. Green Day. Great video. Um, yeah, Beavis and Butthead's coming back. I would check that out. If you like good television. <laughs> and if you don't, fuck you. you're a big fucking asshole. What's our next topic for Flavor of the Week, James? We're going to dive into a, a recent situation that is, is very unfortunate. And really, it ticked me off. But there was a Texas high school football player who lost his cool and got over-emotional during the game, and I think this was a playoff game. This is Edinburgh High School. And the guy apparently has had a history of <clears throat> losing his temper and being, you know, a crazy idiot. He he had a crazy couple asshole. personal fouls, right? They were back-to-back, and he got kicked out of the game. So the kid couldn't control his anger on the sideline. He runs out into the middle of the field and lays out the ref. So he was already kicked out of a game from a previous play, correct? Yes. And pissed off, he hauls ass back onto the field and just trucks this referee. Blindsides, basically. This ref. Yeah. And now has been placed under arrest for assault. And bonded out of $10,000, which you need to pay, what, 10% of a bond, I think? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, I believe so. And it's just, this isn't any ordinary Texas high school football player. This is a kid that he had a bright future. He had had tons of accolades, you know, in previous seasons. And he was an all-star wrestler and he played soccer as well. I think he was a defensive player of the year. In 6A, District 31 6A, which if you don't know, district, uh, well, the classification 6A is the highest in the state of Texas. And if he's that good at the highest level, then the kid's a stud. He's a big kid. He's a defensive lineman. And to for him to ruin his future and his potential career playing this game, it's just. It's unbelievable. Well, and it it I honestly it, it, it sound it sounds like to me we avoided an Aaron Hernandez situation. Honestly, yeah, because this, this, this kid already sounds unstable mm-hmm. from everything I've read. Um, I actually have here in my possession a play by play of uh, the uh, commentary, the in game commentary that uh, was recorded uh, during this game. 
and I like to play it, I'd like to play it for the podcast here because the commentary is just it's it's top notch. It really gives a deep breakdown of uh, what happened. And uh, I'm just going to let this play real quick. And this was the commentary of the uh, high school football player basically destroying the referee. And ending his career. And probably the referee's career, too. Oh, yeah. One-sided here, and this one is going to come to an end. But 88, oh, God, he's going to storm and bulldoze the referee. High school kid talking about the balls on this guy. He's already showing signs of trouble. As he comes in like a bull in a fucking china shop and runs down the referee. And I want to see what the penalty is going to be for this. This might just eliminate them from the playoffs for good. As 88 fucks everything up for the team. <laughs> All right. So he's not lying. Obviously, he's not lying. That was not the actual commentary. That was Bob Minnery. If you don't know who Bob Minnery <laughs> is, he makes he's he has the perfect, I guess you would call uh, sports sportscaster voice, voice. Yeah. and uh, he makes he makes tons of videos. You can follow him on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Bob Minery, uh, he does a wonderful job, and he did that for that. He's actually now the fa- uh, the voice of Buffalo Wild Wings commercials. I have noticed his voice more and more throughout you know social media and the sports world in general. And I'm just like, man, dude, he can be so good being serious and he can be so good being that guy's a hilarious. Fucking, he's a fucking genius because he he's like the only person that can do that now, because now if somebody else were to come out and do that, you're copying right. Bob, right? And and that's like something I used to do. Like, just be just I wish I could have done that. I like, know you could have made so much money. Fuck, he gets fucked up and we don't know what happened. We'll bring it over to Bob. But Bob is getting his dick sucked, and we'll go to the sideline here for the post-game report. <laughs> oh, my. Well, thanks, Bob. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Could have made millions <laughs> from that type of behavior. Everyone would have loved it, too. That's a thing. Instead, I'm sitting here on a Saturday making no money recording a podcast with you. Well, you're releasing the joy that this gives you, so. The tense. It's all worth it. The tension, <laughs> tension build up. You know, you gotta. You this gotta is get, the you release. Find your release. What's next, James? Oh man. So next, a photo. This photo has been um, shuffled around the internet the past twenty four hours. There has been a photo leaked from the Pentagon showing a silver cube UFO. And that's right. If you're listening. Another we alien. can't stop talking about fucking aliens. Aaron Pena, if you're listening out there, fuck you. We're talking about aliens. And you know what? To be fair, most podcasts that are successful, <laughs> I'm not saying ours is, but... No, we're definitely not successful. They bring up aliens. So we're basically doing this to find success. Yes. Is that what you're saying? We're doing this because, for one, we, we love aliens. This is fucking weird, though. This is this, So, this this is released by the Pentagon. Yes. So, read, read this article, James. The existence of two classified Pentagon reports on UFOs has been revealed, the contents of which include a leaked photo depicting a mysterious object hovering over the Atlantic. So, this is a photo... Um, it gave the date I at some point during the article. I know I know we read about this. But basically, 2018. 2018. The summer of this year, they calculated widely in the United States intelligence community according to a detailed account that there were two these two classified 
reports given, uh, the DOD's Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force is the are the people that issued these two uh, classified reports or photos. And the the photo, it's a it's a gentleman in a probably a fighter jet or aircraft of some kind. And off in the distance, there's a weird looking object that's in the, in the sky. It looks like an upside down triangle with like protrusions sticking out of it. If you've, Mm -hmm. if you're listening, if you played the game doom, it looks like one of those weird tablets that you collect in the game. I don't know. It's, it's odd. It looks like a relic or it looks like somebody's silver balloon that they've released. Do you know what I mean? Like, Look at that picture and tell me that that doesn't look like one of those hospital get well balloons. But that high in the sky, that's probably... Oh, that's high as fuck. Like, that's the thing. Thousands of feet in the air. And and I hadn't seen the picture with the F-16 in the background kind mm-hmm. of giving a judge of the, the altitude. I had just seen the balloon, and right. it did look weird. It was an F-A-18 Hornet fighter pilot. Which can go as high as I think is like 100,000 feet above sea level. Probably more. Yeah, and there has been speculation that some kind of a weather balloon, but that's that's what everyone well, goes to well, well, when they see things I, like I, this in the I, sky. Yeah, I know. I've always we've heard that since we were fucking kids. We've heard that since uh, Roswell. Well, it's a weather balloon. It's what? a weather balloon. First of all, I've seen probably more UFOs than I have weather balloons in my life. <laughs> like, does it? Could anybody just describe a weather balloon off the top of their head? I wish you would have seen this. Maybe you did last night. It was in the middle of the football game. You're in the ambulance. Wait, I'm wait, on the sideline. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Are you about to tell me you saw a UFO last I did night? It. I did not see a UFO, but I did see a shooting star that was really low. Like, it was, I don't know. There, there had to have been other people that saw it, but it was bright. And then it, there's been a lot of shooting stars lately. It was from south to north. And I it have, was like directly over the north side of the football stadium. I, when I was hanging my lights uh, like four days ago, there was a shooting star like we apparently there's been a large amount of asteroids kind of like we're we're in some kind of belt asteroid belt <laughs> shooting gallery at this point um but as far as this goes i don't know man there's no they telling. say that this thing the article says the pentagon released that this thing came out of the water and the photo that's captured is well above a thousand feet above sea level. It's crazy because a lot of these pilots they've seen they're they've not s- bullshitting. No, they've seen all kinds of things that are that are there, and they've even and uh, tra- seen drones get dragged down into the water. Listen, I don't know what a fuck a bogey is, but they do, and they they're saying that I don't know what this is. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> they don't know what the fuck this is. If you would have listened to that that podcast of Joe Rogan with the the guy from the Air Force, yeah, David and, Fravor, yeah, David Fravor, we talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, you know, it's like I said, man, they're they're slowly feeding us like oh, yeah. guppies. They've they're admitted feeding, they basically admitted info. that there are. I'm telling you, man, there have been this. This just fits the bill of what I think is coming. I'm not saying it's going to happen before the end of 2020 because I'm not trying to feed 2020 into that bullshit, but I'm just saying. Could be. All I'm saying, and it could, it fucking could. Uh, Aliens gave us a virus. I I, I go out to check the morning paper tomorrow and I look like Will Smith on Independence Day looking over to my neighbors and they're all packing their cars because here in the fucking sky, I haven't looked up yet. Mm. But all I'm saying is the Pentagon has been doing this. 
for the last 18 months. They've just been like, like you know, you, you, you own fish, James. What do you, how do you feed fish? You sprinkle a little bit of shit in the top of the box, right? Yeah, that's, you, that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're, just, they're just giving us a little bit at a time. A little Here's bit of a little bit. sample Here's sizes, a little more. right? Here's a little more. Here's a little more. And I think it's programming our fucking brains for when the real shit actually happens. We're like, we're not freaking out. We're not in that religious hysteria. I think that's what they're trying to do. I really do. <laughs> I could totally see that. And we're, we're not really... Uh, privy to a lot of hard factual information other than what we see online. Unless you're some high ranking official in the government, you're not going to know the details of all of these classified documents. But I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely putting more and more tidbits out there for the public. I just, I just feel like this is strange. And you know what? I want to, you know, I want to be in Tom DeLong's like, (laughs) backseat of his like van that he's probably in right now and like you know it's like how travis barker talked about on the joe rogan podcast he was like no he's always been like that he'd be like he's like hey bro i'm on my way to the fucking white house yeah and he's like as you should be (laughs) when they were on tour multiple times you know they'd be in their their tour tour bus and and just be staring out the window travis look at that you see that and you know what's crazy He's the one that started all this. Yeah. He broke this. His To the Stars documentary is what got the Pentagon to admit this shit. And you know what's crazy? A lot of people, like me, I, me and James, kind of talking about Green Day earlier. We grew up punk rock fans. We were huge Blink-182 fans. I used to follow Blink back in the day uh, pretty religiously. And Blink-182, uh, Tom DeLonge's brother was an Air Force pilot. And so I'm sure he probably got them some sort of clearance to get into talk. I'm sure yeah. his brother helped him get the interview he needed to do. That 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 anomaly, that video you've seen on uh, that guy that what David, what's his name? David Fravor. That guy is Na- the guy. Navy that pilot. guy is the guy that Tom DeLonge's to the stars uh, documentary. He he divulged this information for us. So everybody should put on a Blink One Eighty Two album right now because <laughs> if you if we all get abducted before the end of the year, you, yo Tom DeLong, all of it. And I think his public passion and just desire to you know dive deep into this subject has given him the recognition and attention that he wants to pursue the truth to. You know, are aliens real? And we talk about Joe all the time on this podcast. Uh, people who listen to this podcast probably have listened to that Joe Rogan podcast with Tom DeLong on it. And Joe treats him like a fucking dipshit. He's an asshole to Tom DeLong. Yeah. And during the David Fravor interview, there was tons of comments that were like, Joe, you owe Tom a fucking apology. Yeah. I mean, Tom had a lot of really far out he's, takes he's, on things. He's like, like any, like you, you're, you're very passionate about football, right? You could tell me the ins and outs of a spread offense. You could tell me about the wishbone. You can tell me all these type of shit, right? Cause you study that. That's your shit, right? You know, that ins and outs, you could run an offense. You could dissect a football play. Whereas me as a football plant, a uh, football plan, football fan, I can tell you the best of my abilities, but you can really take a deep dive into that shit because that's what yeah. you do for a living. You're a coach. You're trying to excel and further your knowledge, right? 
that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing with aliens. You know what I mean? And you know, all the power to him for a human to really be into something that much. Who gives a fuck what it is? Who gives a shit what the content, as long as it's not hurting anybody. No, who cares? I mean, aliens are interesting. They're one of those topics that it doesn't go away. Right. It's It's always going to be here. It's never going to go away. And it's always going to be a hot topic of conversation. No matter until until we see it and have it, in front of us, it's it's always up for debate. Just like religion. <laughs> Just like religion, which we are going to get into. Uh, I know this podcast kind of started out rocky. It's very hard for two people that are very used to feeding off two to three other people uh, to start. To, to do a podcast, but we are we're we're we're, we're kind of kicking our gears here, and we're going to go into religion here in a minute. But I'm I'm on this alien train at the moment, James. This is <laughs> fucking. I'm telling you, yeah. I'm I. What do you think? What do you think? Let, I want to hear your opinion. Do you think? Give me a time frame in your opinion of when we're going to see some real shit. When when the average American can go outside their front door and be like. And like it'd be wa- normal water cooler, not not normal, not like I'm sitting there having coffee with Bibble. but something that's revealed <laughs> that's actually are we credible gonna, and believable? Do you think what's going to come first? Are we going to see something, or is the government going to give us something first? I think we see something first, and that's the thing. Throughout Mass, history, we've and, and always and granted. Seen when I say thing, have. when I say it, when I word it like that, I'm not saying me and you are physically going to go out on our back porch and see something, but there's going to be a YouTube video. Like the day and age of like, goddamn, we can shoot fucking videos on our phone of somebody getting their knee a knee in a guy's neck. I guarantee you, there's gonna be a video of a, a fucking alien at there, some point. You know what? You say that, and there there have been those videos, How especially recently. They? There was one that I saw a, a few. I'm weeks talking ago. about like something like high there was, quality. There was it. You know, we all carry around high tech cameras. Video cameras nowadays. We have these built into our phones, right? Well, of course, when something interesting is happening or there's a strange fucking object hovering in the air, people are going to pull out their phones. And it's going to be, for the most part, if you have an Android, probably not. But if you have an iPhone, it's going to be high quality. And you're going to be able to dictate and, and decipher, well, is this something that is real or or what is that? What is that floating in the sky? And there was there was a video that I saw. There was people on the freeway that were stopping and pulling oh, I, over. Yeah, yeah, in New Jersey, right? The yeah. New Jersey Turnpike. There, there's something in the air. It's just hovering there. I saw that, and, and that they're was all actually pulling out their phones. So that was debunked. Was that it? was actually the new Goodyear blimp. Oh shit! Like legitimately was Goodyear's blimp. But that that's those type of it. That, I, I I do think we are going to get that type yeah. of because that was a really good video quality. But it was still shitty enough to where we didn't know what that was. Yeah, no. I'm saying that's, that's gonna, how it's going to happen. I, no, I think people we're gonna are going to like stand. The fuck is that? They're going to stand up, walking out of the. I mean, out of the grocery store Safeway. or pull over on the highway, or you know, and they're just going to stop and they're going to get out. And they're going to stand there and they're going to pull out their phones and they're going to record it, and it's going to be public chaos people are going to be like what the fuck is that it's going to be so real and so like in your face people are going to be hard to debunk it or or oh they're going to be hard all right hey they will be hard they'll be (laughs) so the alien community is going to be real hard 
What do you what do you what do you do at that point? As know. as a human being, like you gotta think, right? Like I'm a first responder. I have to work on an ambulance every day. And you are a teacher and a football coach. And what what do we do at that point? Do we go to work? <laughs> like if I walked out a front of my fucking door at seven AM to go to work and I look up in the sky and it's like it's like Independence Day Independence where that Day. thing is coming out of the clouds into the atmosphere. Well, a lot what, of people, a lot of people are going to justify it and say, "Oh, it's this, it's that." And no, 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 it, no. It I'm talking matter. about where it's blatant. Yeah, I think, I think even in as as blatant as it could be, people are still going to doubt it and still question it and still not take it seriously or think it's real, at all. You know what I mean? People don't want to believe this. They don't want to believe that this sort of thing could be real. There's no way. We all we all have this vision of what what we want to believe and what what we you know cast towards our facts and what we what we can prove. But I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be in our face one well, of these days. But what do you do? What do you, what do you do if you saw that? You pull out like your phone. You, you personally? I don't know, man. Do you go to work? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I would I would try to stay as normal and as calm as possible. But of course, if this fucking thing is like shooting things, there's lasers coming out of the sky. <laughs> it's going to be hard to ignore. And people are going to lose their shit. Toilet paper is going to go out of fucking stock in a second. <laughs> it's going to fucking... No but, more toilet paper for humanity. That's well, what's going to happen. that's already happening, James, and we haven't seen exactly. aliens yet. Exactly. Just think about what's going to happen when there's a big ass ship in the sky just hovering. I I don't know, man. Like honestly, that's going to suck for me because you know people are going to go. The nine one one call ratio is going to skyrocket by like fifty percent. People are going to be panicking, doing weird shit. I'm not going to work. The that looting. I, I swear the to God. Looting. I swear to God, I just won't go to work. I just won't. <laughs> the The safety of our communities is going to drop tremendously because it, it, people it are going to lose their shit. I'll quote, I'll quote a movie. Uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton in Armageddon. He quotes basically the worst parts of the Bible, right? Yeah. That, that's what, that's what's going to happen. I don't know. It's fucking weird. This picture is weird. I, I think if this is real, this is the biggest, you know, what's even crazier to me than the Pentagon releasing this is the fact that nobody really is acknowledging this is this is the biggest photographic evidence and if you go look up this photo this is fucking crazy this is crazy so is the tic tac footage of the well not even ship well yeah that around. was already crazy yeah. and they already and the the pentagon had said yeah we don't know what that is but they've released this photo and this is the pentagon the united states government is saying we don't know what this is and we're going to release it out to y'all. It's getting leaked. And first, and you know, I saw a really good comment on Twitter last night. And it said, let me tell you something. The Pentagon does not leak anything. It's not a leak. They gave it to us. Gave it to us, yeah. Like, for sure. I can see that. And, and But this, this to, for them, all I'm trying to get at, and I'm trying to figure out the way, the way to word this is, for them to release a photo such as this and say... 
This is an unidentified flying object. We don't know what it is. It was this high up. It came from the ocean. Ocean. <laughs> the ocean. Uh, that's insane to me. And and the fact that more news outlets aren't talking about this, like who gives a flying fuck? I mean, about voter fraud. They, who care? Who cares? Who gives a shit? Like, look, look at that. That's insane to me. The Pentagon has admitted that UFO programs exist and have existed since, you know, the fifties. These programs have been in existence and have studied these type of weird. occurrences. We and all it's li- all swept under the rug. We all listened to Bob Lazar and thought, oh, this was fun to listen to for 20 minutes while I was drunk or stoned. But, yeah. you know, like, he was right. He was probably right. I don't know. The phenomenon will always be it's a phenomenon. Weird. It's I fucking mean, weird. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your weekly dose of aliens on the Bomb City Locker Room Talk podcast. Oh, yeah. What's next, buddy? Well, we've kind of been on this uh, kick with weird and wacky and strange things. You recently received a letter from your neighbor, which was totally creepy and bizarre. I need to hear about it. Okay, so when you say neighbor, what do you think? The people to your left and to your right, right? An ally, a friend. Okay, but yeah. like just somebody that lives next door to you maybe? Mm-hmm. And okay, I got a letter from my neighbor. <laughs> actual neighbor. I guess if you could call it that, I wouldn't say neighbor, but this is a person that lives behind the alley so, like, if they were my neighbor to my left, behind their house. Right. And this, this is far from a neighbor buddy or yeah, a this friend. Is not, this is not somebody I see on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> this is fucking weird. Okay? So, to give you a backstory on this, I, uh... God damn it. When I bought my house last year and moved in uh, January of... February, March, spring. I don't fucking know. Sometime last year, I was taking out my trash, and I noticed on my dumpster, there was wrote in a permanent marker. It said, please keep clothes, keeps flies and critters out. I was kind of like, okay, whatever. They want, they're, 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 somebody's a shtickler. Because I grew up on the north side of town. Go throw your shit in the dumpster. If it's open, who gives a fuck? Throw it in the alley on the ground. <laughs> You know, who cares? Like, I'm not, I'm not taking, if I'm taking trash to my dumpster, I'm not taking the time of day to shut the door to the dumpster. Do you ever do, have you ever done that? Like, do you take time out of your day? If the, if the gates open, if the dumpster's open, do you shut it? No, I just throw Fuck it in no, there. Fuck no, throw it in there. Right? Yep. So that's kind of how I thought. And this lady came out and she was like, I don't know if you, she was peeking. It was almost like Wilson from fucking Home Improvement. Home Improvement, yeah, with his eyes over the fence. You never see his face. (laughs) She was like, I don't know if you've ever, if you saw the note or not, but just, just, just shut your door, shut the door, okay? It keeps the critters out. And I'm like, oh, well, now I know who fucking wrote that shit. Oh, yeah. On there. It was the lady. She's giving herself away. It was the lady behind me. And uh, I got to be careful here and make sure I drink the right bottle. Okay. (laughs) Um, so anyway, that happened. And then I go out and I'm taking my trash out months later. And there's this lady just digging Mm. in the dumpster. And it's like, this is, I'm I'm, going to tell you right now. I've been in plenty of fucking awkward situations in my life. 
But I'm going to tell you right now as a man, James, there is nothing more awkward than when you open your gate to go take your trash to a dumpster. And the dumpster that you need to throw your trash in, there's a lady balls deep in there digging through it. And now, you're like, what do you, what do you do? Excuse me. Is she... <laughs> Do you bang on the side to Is get her attention? Is she bent over the opening of the dumpster? Is she inside the motherfucker? Bro, I'm telling you, when I say balls deep, I mean waist deep. Her head, She's standing. all I see is ass to legs. Oh, my God. She's in the dumpster. Standing there. In the dumpster, okay? She could be a serial killer at that point. Okay, it, it, we're getting to that point. I'm not done yet. Mm. So that happened. And I just kind of went back inside my gate and waited to throw my trash out. Like, I have to be on this bitch's schedule. Yeah. And I'm going to say, bitch, I don't give a fuck if she ever hears this. This is creepy. She's not. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, the lady who is my across-the-alley neighbor is probably incredibly lonely. She has no family. She has no friends. She has nobody that checks on her. And and Or she could be a tyrant serial killer and have some dude like hogtied in her basement she may have ran for political coverage in namibia and is named adolf hitler she could be one of the two i don't know so anyway fast forward to the most recent just giving you an idea i mean i'm kind of like the i'm kind of like the pentagon i'm just giving you little guppy feeds of how this bitch is yeah and so fast forward to my most recent encounter with her i go out there this was probably three weeks ago. I go out to throw out my groceries, not groceries, excuse me, trash, and which are groceries technically. They all, all of groceries. your groceries become trash uh, or poop, one of the two. That's weird to think about, isn't it? Yeah. All of your groceries you've ever bought in your life either become trash or poop at some point. Feces, urine, fecal matter, fecal matter. Anyway, yummy stuff. Hmm. <laughs> I go out there. And she's like, Joe, Joe, come here. <laughs> what? Joe, come here. Like she knew you. I'm like, yes, ma'am. On a personal level. And she was like, so I was taking my trash out earlier and I looked across the alley and you know me, if I see something laying there, I just, I, I assume we need to put it in the tra- in the garbage bin. And I was looking and there was this bag. And so I went to go lift it, and you know me. I'm not very strong or anything like you. So I went down to pick it up, and I could, oh, my God, for the life of me, I couldn't lift it. I couldn't pick it up. And then when I started to lift it, this 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 liquid started to pour off of it. Oh, my God. It was just oozing out of it. And I looked at it, and it was brown, and it was yellow, and it was red. And it was just, just this juice. And the bag was so heavy. Joe, I didn't know if it was yours. But when I looked at it and I tried to lift it, I thought somebody, maybe they drowned a baby or something and they put it in the bag. Dude, that is legitimately what she fucking said to me. Like that. Why would that be the first thing the that first crossed your thing, mind? And then, no. Think about what I just said. She said to me, I didn't know if it was yours, but I thought maybe somebody drowned a baby. What the fuck, lady? So she's like, <laughs> she, so it. in her brain, she goes, oh, 
There's trash next to the trash can. Joe, did, Joe didn't make it into it. Maybe he killed his kids. I don't know. Like that's what she's I'm nonchalantly like trying to, me of, to hint at this this bag of of whatever this may be is yours. It is mine, and now there might or might not be a dead baby in it. Wow. And so I'm just kind of like, what? The, first of all, my brain's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm trying to shake off last night's hangover while I'm throwing <laughs> away my groceries, and and I'm just kind of like, what? And then I process what she said. And I was just, I threw my trash away. Like, cause I've gotten to the point with this lady that I'm kind of like, it happens. It happens weekly, dude. Like I'll go throw my trash away and I'll be like chunking shit in there. And I'm just kind of like, here she is again. And I'm just like, yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Throw it away. Throw it. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Close it. Bye. I'm gone. I just kind of don't acknowledge her. Right. Yeah. That's how I am. And that's what I was doing that day. I was just like, yep. Uh-huh. Cool. All right. Good. To- Wait, what the fuck did you just say? And as I processed it, I was walking away, and the paramedic in me was like, I've heard these stories. Hell, dude, do you remember when we were in high school, they found the human head in the trash can? Dude's head was cut off, severed from his body. I was like, God fucking damn it. Knowing my luck, and if if anybody knows me that works with me uh, on the ambulance, they know I'm what's considered an EMS as a shit magnet. Hmm. I I get the fucked up shit. And so I'm like, if I walk away from this, it's probably legit. So I probably better open this bag. Yeah. So I get over there and I op- I open the bag. I take both my fingers and I fucking, you know, poke holes in it and peel it open. It's that really heavy duty black trash bag. Uh, and I look in and I'm like, there is a stench. Now I just had recently gotten over COVID. I can't smell very good. Yeah. And this is what threw me off. This is what made it weird. I could smell a stench. And I can't, I'm not smelling the food my wife cooks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm smelling this. And I'm like, right. now I know what dead body smells like. But I'm not really familiar with like wet dead body. <laughs> God okay. Damn. And so I'm like, oh, fuck. And so I open the bag and it's double bagged. There's another black bag. Mm. That's, that's as the kids would say, sus. That's sus. sus. <laughs> that's sus. Right? That's suspect. That's weird. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, God damn it. And there was this brown liquid watery juice dripping off of it. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. This is about to happen. I'm legitimately about to open this bag. And it, it, But I was like, there was a thought where I was like, well, thank God it's me and not Brianna. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen terrible things. Whatever I'm about to open in this bag can't be anything worse, right? Yeah. So I was like, Whatever. I open it up. <sighs> like at this point, when I was going in for that second bag, my heart was starting to race a little bit because I, it was heavy. I tried lifting it first mm. and it was like, oh, this is kind of fucking heavy. Is this going to be some chopped up body? And I opened it up. It was tons, like probably like eight to 10 uh, miniature to about basketball size pumpkins. Oh, thank uh, God. But yeah, Halloween had just ended we're heading towards thanksgiving when this happened right yeah so i'm like i was like, oh. I looked at her i was like it's just pumpkins it's just fucking pumpkins so that was like almost a month ago yeah and i walked back inside today i received <laughs> a letter in my mail now granted if you're listening i want you to realize she lives behind my house behind the alley on the block over 
So to mail me a letter, she had to either do the math which I don't think she's good enough to do. Like this is something I could see like a first responder, like a cop, a fireman, a paramedic, knowing that if my house is here, the person behind me has to have the same address. Right. Yeah. I don't put two and two. I don't think she's that fucking smart. She legitimately got in her car and has drove by my house to see my address, to mail me a letter. And this is the letter she wrote. It's even I'm got like, fancy clip art on yeah, the front. Yeah, it's got clip art. It, it has her name. It has a picture of a little beach. It's kind of cute. It actually, I thought it was like some kind of birthday card. That's what my wife thought it was. My wife is the one that opened it, and she was kind of like, oh my God, what the fuck? After she read it. It was addressed to Joe and Mrs. Joe, because I've all, all I've ever told her, I, I treat her, I treated her like if I treat a stranger, if I ever tell you, if you ever, if I ever meet you and I, you, you say, what's up, man? I'm, my name's Mike. And I'm like, Hey, what's up? My name's Joseph. If I say Joseph, that means I give a shit. <laughs> but if I say Joe, yeah, that means I'm at work or I don't give a fuck. And it was addressed to Joe and Mrs. Joe is what it said. Yep. And this is what it says here. Hi, Joe, and, in quotes, Mrs. Joe, comma, ha, ha, ha. This is blank from across the alley. This is going to be weird. And then also, in parentheses, I feel like a nut. And I'm typically not not a dumpster diver, but I was as I was taking... Out my trash, I noticed a large area rug inside the trash. I am assuming it was yours. As I got it out to see if it was in good shape, and also in comma, uh, or excuse me, parentheses, and it is in parentheses, I also noticed a large box of toys. Mm. If you have anything like that, toys, miscellaneous household items, Miscellaneous in capital letters, anything, etc., etc. Please let me know. I have been trying to resell some of my own items and also things others have given me to make some extra money. You can just call or text me at, she provides her phone number, and I can come get it or can meet you in the alley like it's a fucking coffee shop. It's like a drug deal. Thanks again, and hope you have a blessed day. Wow, James, what do you, what do you, what do you think about that? the The fact that she started the letter off with "ha ha ha," <laughs> this tells you all you need to know. Okay. <laughs> so when I first, when Brianna saw this, she was like, "Oh my god!" And she read it and she handed it to me, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I read it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" But I was raised to be a good person. I was raised to be, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. Golden rule. And obviously, like with a level head of viewing this, this is an old woman who probably has no family. She has no friends. She has nobody. And this this is just what she does. Very much should be... She's socially yes. awkward. Right. Now, granted, given the way the world is and the amount of documentaries that my wife watches that I hear in the background daily, 
This is somebody that has a body in her closet that she talks to daily. Yeah, and it's unfortunate <laughs> that we have to think that way, but that is the world we live in. We have to always think about the other you have side to keep of that the back of, of your head, right? right? The other side of the coin could be a little bit different than the side that you see, and you'd never know what people are like behind closed doors or when they're within the confines of their environments it's just, that they live. It's it's and you know what? Like you know you think about being in high school and the weird kid that nobody ever really hung out with, nobody ever talked to, that probably got picked on uh because she wore funny clothes or she was awkward. She's probably never been married. She's probably never had children. And this is the biggest social interaction she's ever had in her fucking life. And I get that. I totally get that. Oh, yeah. But God damn it, that's not fucking weird. And, and like, the whole baby thing creeped me the fuck out. Like, that's where her brain went? Yeah. I mean, there are several ways she could have addressed the bag. She could have said, you know, there's it's heavy. It's got some kind of strange liquid in it. And it just doesn't feel right. Can you take a look at it for me? So we can maybe eliminate some terrible... You know things that it could be. Yeah, like hey, I I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to say I'm man enough by any means, but like her going like I'm not man enough to look at that. Can you look at it? Yeah, for me? sure. I have no problem with that because I think I've even said you know I'm the paramedic supervisor a couple of times when I was. I'm not anymore. Uh, I'm part time at the ambulance service I work at, but uh, at the time I think I had mentioned that because she had said something about how she took care of a woman. And she, I think she had saw the supervisor unit in my house once when I went by there for lunch. And anyway, long story short, I, I think she knew that I worked, worked in EMS and she may or may not know. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. Like I've never in my life gotten an, a letter from a neighbor, especially one that isn't really my neighbor. Right. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to ask, have you had any weird neighbors? Yes. I mean, and it's kind of the same. That weird? <laughs> not not that weird, but kind of the same, you know, parameters along the same lines of they're, they're elderly. And one of them, you know, it's a married couple. The, the gentleman is a little bit creepy in the way that he comes outside every time. My fiance goes outside and goes, you know, to the vehicle or watch the mailbox or just, you know, does her normal things that she does outside, whether it be picking up trash or helping me with, uh, you know, the yard work, just your normal stuff, you know, that normal people do. He comes out when she's out there alone. When I'm out there, he really doesn't venture outside of his house very often. Sometimes he will. Sometimes he'll just, he'll, there was a couple times he just walked right through the yard and stood there while I was messing with uh, my AC unit outside. And like he was just, just standing watched, there. Just he, yeah, he was just standing there and he didn't say anything. How old is he? He's probably in his 70s, I would guess. Is he 70s? No, he has, a, he has a wife. Oh, so and, he's not like, could he be demented, is what I'm getting at. No, he, he just. Um, an elderly man who is probably going through nosy. the stage. Well, yeah, he's nosy and he's going through the stages of just being old and being curious and maybe forgetting things. Mm -hmm. And he just maybe be, he might be socially awkward. I don't know, but and has the hots for your fiance. Yeah, that too. But he's, he's definitely <laughs> filled his spank bank a time or two. 
Yeah. If you even have one at that age, do you have one at that age? I don't know. Like that's going to be weird to that's fi- like, find out. I I think the best way I could put that into a, a quote was there was a comedian I can't remember his name, and uh, he was talking about his parents at a barbecue, and he was like, uh, him and his mom were arguing. He was in his forties, and his parents are arguing, and his dad looked at his mom and said, uh, "You know, that's why nobody likes you." And he looked at his dad and he said. Dad, how? When can I say something like that? And he looked at his son and he said, "You got to be all done fucking, kid. Kid, you got to be done fucking <laughs> by that point." Done, yeah. So I'm sure there's a point where that that switch gets turned off. Yeah, it's it's just it's bizarre. You're that age and you're 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 curious to the point where you're wanting to get glances and looks at a significantly younger person, female. Does he and, say anything to you or Estella? Not really. No, he just stand there. He'll just, stay he'll just, he'll just have stand you, there at the edge of the driveway or walk onto the, onto the property and just stand there. Because you've lived here for three years, right? Uh, going on three years, yes. Have you ever said more than a sentence to this guy? You know, there are Other times. Other than good morning. Hey, how's it going? There have been times where I'm getting the boat, you know, the tarp off of it. And he's asking, you know, where are you going or something like that. I'm like. This, this one? Yeah. The, or this one? This one. Okay. And I'm, I'm, you know, obviously prepping the boat to go take it out. And he's just like, where, where are you going? I'm like, oh, you know, I just have, you know, simple conversation with yeah. him. And he just, <laughs> simple to- <laughs> he just stands there, continues to stand there. I'm like, all right. Um, well, I'm going to go inside. <laughs> so what are those guys that just kind of just like, yeah, yeah. Or does he even make those little comments where he just stands there? He just stands there, dude. That's fucking weird. So when you when you mention the creepy old elderly person from a, across the way, I've got one too. It's it, it's just I don't know. It's, it could be just loneliness and you know horny. We're all gonna be. <laughs> I think it's a mixture for that guy. Yeah, like he sees you. He's lonely. He sees your fiance. He's horny. <laughs> Crazy horny. Crazy horny. Hey guys, Joseph here. Uh, me and James weren't able to record a proper ending for this podcast due to some technical difficulties. Uh, we also had a whole second half of this podcast planned where we talked about uh, some different topics, uh, one being religion. Uh, we're going to move that on to next week's episode, hopefully get Jared and Aaron back. Uh, apologize for the hiccups. We'll be back better than ever next week. Hope you enjoyed this. Take care.